morning, listeners. Welcome to the Social Entrepreneurship in Africa, a podcast from Capital Solutions Limited, run by Dr. Joyce Tamale, the co-founder and CEO of Capital Solutions Limited. We host a set of stimulating conversations featuring some of the leading social entrepreneurs working in Africa with passion to make positive impact. This season three, we bring you passionate social entrepreneurs in Africa that have created positive impact through changing and touching lives of people in their communities. Join us to learn, appreciate, and share about social entrepreneurship in Africa. Our agenda is to inspire you to become a social entrepreneur or enrich your understanding on how social entrepreneurship has transformed communities in Africa. In this episode, we are discussing how transformation can achieve business that impacts communities. We are hosting Mr. Charles Naliali, a seasoned and very passionate social entrepreneur. Mr. Naliali is a business person, very prominent and an entrepreneur, a freelance financial and banking consultant. He founded very many successful companies as he will be sharing in a minute. Allow me to briefly introduce Mr. Charles Naliali. He sits on a number of boards, including Capital Solutions Limited, the Brandeis University in the USA, and he currently chairs the EFC MDI Limited. Mr. Charles Naliali is a former Chief Executive Officer and Managing Director of MS FINA Bank Uganda Limited and Equity Bank Uganda Limited. He was co-founder and Chief Executive Officer of Uganda Microfinance Limited, MDI, the leading microfinance institution at that time. Before that, he was Chief Bank Examiner at the Bank of Uganda in the Bank Supervisory Department. He's a holder of a master's degree in a sustainable international development from Brandeis University, USA, and a bachelor's of commerce degree from Makerere University, majoring in finance. Currently, Mr. Naliali is running a social enterprise called Uganda Tree Resources Limited, and he will tell you more about that. Let's welcome Mr. Naliali on this show. I will ask Mr. Naliali to introduce himself, to tell us about his background, education, career, enterprise journey, and actually what inspired him to start Uganda Tree Resources Limited. Welcome, Mr. Naliali. Thank you, Dr. Joyce Tamale. I'm happy to be here. As you have rightly said, my name is Charles Naliali. I'm a senior citizen. I went through Makerere University. I got a Bachelor's of Commerce, Finance Option, and later went to Brandeis University in the U.S., Waltham where I obtained a master's degree in sustainable international development. I'm an entrepreneur, and today I'm a social entrepreneur. This has been my dream all along. Much as I had to work for Bank of Uganda and a few other organizations, but I always had this dream to become an entrepreneur. Today, I'm a social entrepreneur. I think Dr. Tamale would one time explain to us who a social entrepreneur is. About Uganda Tree Resources, this is an organization that promotes the preservation of the environment through tree planting. We actually specialize in growing seedlings and plantlets, which we provide to foresters to go and plant in their forests. This helps to increase the oxygen in the atmosphere and also make the place green, but more importantly, it adds carbon to the world. And in addition to being an entrepreneur, this time I'm a social entrepreneur in that I'm not 
looking for profit. I am actually looking for providing service and improving the welfare of our people as a community, as well as running the organization on a sustainability basis. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you very much, Mr. Nariali. That's a very inspiring story, and I would like you to help us understand how Uganda Tree Resources has been able to survive through the COVID-19 and the impact that it has caused to it. What makes you go to sleep every day about the Uganda Tree Resources? Thank you again. Uganda Tree Resources was, like many other organizations and people, affected by the effects of COVID-19. In fact, during the high times of COVID-19, I was not going to sleep almost because things were not working out. Although Uganda Tree Resources is in the agricultural sector, which by then the government thought that it was an essential sector and therefore we remained operational. But you know, you don't operate in isolation. We needed people to buy the trees. We needed the people to supply us with the inputs and equipment. And sometimes they were very difficult to get. But during that time, business was very slow because also we were not in a position to do our best. Our productivity also went down because while you are trying to produce more, you begin wondering who will buy them. If after producing them, then you don't see the buyers. Then it costs you more to maintain them because you have to keep those platelets alive. So it costs you more in terms of keeping them alive before the farmers come to buy them. So in a way, we really did very badly financially, although we managed to pile up stock. And when the rain seasons came, we made some good sales. But nonetheless, it was a difficult situation. Interesting to know that the agribusiness sector was an essential sector in Uganda, so somehow we were able to survive through the COVID-19 period. Well, there's a lot of focus on climate change. Could that be the reason you went into tree planting as a business? Yes. According to the records, if I may divide a bit of information, in 1986, the forest cover was in the region of 32 to 34 percent of arable land. Today, we are told it is below 23 percent. So forest cover is going down by the day. Now, one way to improve is to go into tree planting. And as an environmentalist, I thought that one of my contributions would be along those lines because it does not only give you opportunity to make a living, but you also protect the environment and you also preserve it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Naliali, on that. Please share with the listeners your shift from full-time employment into business. How has that journey been and what have been the challenges? And also, how did you overcome them? Thank you, Joyce. First of all, the challenges were many. I overcame some of them, but others are still outstanding. However, as an employee, I always did my best. But you know, if you are working in an organization as big as Bank of Uganda and you are starting from the bottom, the junior officer, you have more than 10 layers to go through to get your voice heard by the governor. And many times it will not go beyond three layers. And so many times you get frustrated. You have an idea, you want to get something done, you know that there is a better way of doing it, but you don't get to do it. Why? Because somebody doesn't think like that or he just doesn't see any 
point in what you are doing or you are saying. So that brings you frustration. But as I told you right from the beginning, I think I had this entrepreneurial spirit because right from my secondary school time, I started a garden which I was growing horticultural crops and that paid my school fees for secondary school. I was in Bugema Adventist College by that time. And uh, since that time, I already thought that I can put things together and cause them to happen. So after I was in Bank of Uganda for like 15 years, I decided to move on. And I moved on to start a microfinance institution, which I can proudly say it transformed into a fully-fledged commercial bank known as Equity Bank Uganda Limited. Uh, the challenges were many. Putting together capital and resources and other resources to run an organization is not easy. But you have to depend on some advice, mentoring, and uh, sometimes your language or tongue to convince people to get on board. Particularly if you have good HR, human resource, the people, then you can put your heads together and you can overcome mountains. One of the things that was very challenging in all this journey was capital mobilization. But for me, I had an advantage in that I had a colleague known by the names of Rodney Schuster who was helping me to mobilize these resources, especially from international organizations, and then would bring it and then would distribute it and cause certain things to happen quickly. I'm also aware that sometimes the human resource, the people you employ, can become a very big challenge. But one of the things that we did right from the beginning was training. You train and sensitize your people. Once you train them and you show them what to do early enough, I think it helps a lot. So for us, we did have a lot of challenges in human resource because our people were well trained by ourselves. And then whosoever we trained, again trained another, and things went on like that. So basically, we managed to overcome those challenges that way. But of course, there are certain things that remain outstanding, the uncertainty. When uncertainty comes in and you can't figure out exactly how it's going to be, then you cannot be sure of where you'll be the following day. And that is how Equity Bank Uganda Limited ended up coming and we are where we are. Thank you. Wow, what a powerful journey of you, you know, moving off from 15 years of employment to start your own enterprises. Well, Mr. Nalia, I would like you to give some piece of advice to young and women social entrepreneurs. What excites you about being a social entrepreneur and what can one do to become a successful social entrepreneur? Briefly, I understand social entrepreneurship is an enterprise. It's a business. Only that it doesn't go for profits alone. So, you need to put up an organization that is going to be sustainable. Therefore, it must generate its own revenue. And then, of this revenue, you manage them so well that you remain with a surplus. That surplus should be plowed back in order to make that organization grow. And that will make it more sustainable because with inflation and other costs coming in, you must register some surplus of some kind every year. And once you do that and you plow it back, then you can say you are going to be sustainable. Now, the sustainability will also depend on the kind of people you employ. Because if the people you employ also understand that need, then they will begin acting and working towards that goal, that objective. Now, people should not think about what I'm going to get out of the organization. 
but rather what I'm going to put in the organization. Because if you put there enough, greater than what you pick out, then that organization is going to remain alive. And once it is alive, then it can help somebody today, tomorrow, and in future. So being a social entrepreneur for me means creating an enterprise that is going to stand the test of time. Over a period of time, you should be providing services and products to the community at an affordable price. But that price is good enough to keep the organization running so that the organization will remain alive today and tomorrow. Well put, well put. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mr. Naliali. I know many entrepreneurs start to get money, to milk money. You've rightly said you need to plow back, you need to spend less. So when did you get interested in designing a social enterprise model for Uganda Tree Resources Limited? For Uganda Tree Resources Limited, I did not found it. I actually bought it from an organization that was finding difficult in running it. And the reason was that majority of the employees were picking things from the organization because they were not sure of the following day, tomorrow, and the other day. So when I bought it, I found out that I could tinker it a bit and train people and cause people to understand that Uganda Free Resources can be there and can help them advance to other levels without necessarily being bogged down by inadequacies of this and that. So when employees got to understand that, and then we put in a little bit of capital, and we started maintaining our stocks, we started analyzing the costs, and we started making some reserves. Then people started understanding and knowing that Uganda Tree Resources is going to be there. Therefore, I need to add to it rather than taking away anything from it. Now, this has helped us to now begin building stocks, both in inputs and also in final products. And when we do the selling and we sell at a good price, then we make some surpluses, which we plow back, and then we see Uganda free resources becoming better and better every day. Wow, amazing. So maybe because of what you've just tested on now, what is your strength? It seems most of the things you pick up and run succeed. Give us at least our listeners one or two strengths that you would like to share with us. One of my strengths is uh, mentoring staff. For me, I begin with staff because I know that human beings are the most important assets of any organization. So if I get them on the right footing, they start doing the right things, then I know we can go miles. So I start with staff. The way I select them, the way I mentor them and train them and cause them to understand. I explain to them my dream, my vision and where I want to go. And then once we are all set, then we move in the right direction. That has helped me a lot to get things going. Even those which were not going well, if I go in there, then we turn it around. The other one is mobilization of capital. Capital is the lifeblood of any organization. If you don't have capital, you are likely to have many issues. You must pay your bills on time. You must pay your staff on time. You must pay to your suppliers on time. And probably after paying them promptly, you can also now begin enjoying great facilities from them because they know you are going to pay. So now, once you begin getting 
those kind of favors and advantages and benefits, then the organization will run properly. Because you have to defend your position. As an entrepreneur, you must prove to the community and the people you work with that you are trustworthy, you are committed, and you are hardworking, you are able to fulfill your promise. Your promise becomes your word, and your word becomes your promise. What you have promised, you have to do. And once you do it, then people get confidence and they begin trusting you more. Then you begin benefiting from those added advantages that you provide to the society. Thank you very much. Those two tips, mentoring human resources and mobilization of capital, all social entrepreneurs out there, we must pay attention to that because it has been tested and is shared with one of the most passionate persons that I've met. Now, as we are trying to wrap up our podcast today, I would like Mr. Naliali to also share with us. I know he was the first person who registered for our accelerator program for social entrepreneurs here in Uganda, and he graduated in September 2021. I would like him to share with uh, participants in a minute who how the experience was and also his willingness to come and mentor the women we have over 100 women this year in our accelerator and his willingness to mentor some of them thank you very much joyce the first accelerator program i think was a pilot yeah. for that reason yeah. and uh, i thought that i should do participate because i wanted to understand and to know what was going on but i want to confess that i learned a lot you know when you interact with people you always learn but uh, joyce you remember you were a facilitator and many times i used to uh, chip in and uh, guide the conversation but that is something i like that's something i have passion for like i cannot see somebody say something and i can emphasize it or i can put it better and then i keep quiet so i for me mentoring just part of myself so uh, the accelerator program was very good and i learned a lot because in the process you become wiser you know at this age it's not so much about have you learned this have you learned that no but you just look at things and you understand how next to deal with the problem and that that's why they say learning doesn't stop at least you you pick something which is going to help you in another fora or with another challenge or something like that so now for me Joyce I want to register my interest in mentoring some of the women and the youth that you may have along the line I'm available and I'll be more than happy to come and join your Thank staff you. Thank you so much, Mr. Naliali, for the affirmation and our social entrepreneur women out there. We have a very experienced entrepreneur and we are excited to have him on board as one of our mentors. And so as we wrap up, our final key question to Mr. Naliali is that we've heard about Uganda Tree Resources Limited. Please share to the listeners, where do you see this company in the next five years, briefly? Uganda Tree Resources, as I've earlier on explained, is a central entrepreneur and it is dealing in trees want to promote the planting of trees and we already have plans to have our own forest. We acquired land somewhere in Luero, about 160 acres. We have started planting some of the clones and we also have some pine and we think that with that we can only grow bigger. So when we get more money, we have some reserves, we shall buy more land and continue planting trees. So Uganda Tree Resources will not only provide the plantlets or the younger trees for planting, but now we shall go really in tree planting and also value chain. Probably we shall get a small sawmill and probably we shall begin producing uh, timber for, for those who are doing furniture and things like that. So I see Uganda Tree Resources 
resources growing beyond just being a nursery tree organization, but also have the forest, then do so milling. Actually, Uganda tree growers have organized a trip to Nairobi to go and learn more about how to process timber, and I'm going to be one of them. Wow. So the more I learn, the more I come to replicate here. Wow, fantastic. This is a very exciting journey, having people doing great businesses with a bright future of 165 acres of trees. Wow, well done. And so we wish you all the best, Mr. Nariali, and please share with our listeners, where can they find Uganda Tree Resources, online or physically? Now, Uganda Tree Resources, we have four branches, nursery tree nurseries. One is in Imbare, on Mbare Tororo Road. The other one, about two kilometers. The other one is in Fort Potro, near Narrow Research Station. We have another one in Busika Kabembe on Gayaza Zirobe Road. And then we have our headquarters at Kabanyolo, Makere University Agricultural Research Institute. Uh, we have a piece of land there where we do the sales. And uh, so physically, you can find us there. That's where we have our headquarters, the main sales office. And also, you can find us online on uh, gm at Uganda Free Resources. Uh-huh. Exactly, that is the one. My telephone numbers are 0753-977-977. It is also on WhatsApp. But uh, I think if you want us, just uh, give me a call and uh, we can uh, provide additional information. But if you also went to Capital Solutions, you'll get me. If you went to Bank of Uganda, you'll get me. If you went to EFC, you'll get me. If you went to Brandeis University website, you'll find me. So you can, I cannot get lost. You can always find me somewhere. Fantastic. Thank you very much for being part of our Social Entrepreneurship Podcast and sharing your insights. Uh, Social Entrepreneurs out there, you can agree with me this has been very insightful, exciting. As you prepare your retirement or your extra business, think about the Uganda Free Resources. And Mr. Naliali has given us his telephone number 0753-977-977. Please plant trees for the future. I'm sure someone has been inspired out there. Thank you for today.